Listen, you guys are going to have to draw straws on this. All right. I'm I'm the assistant manager. I got to cover. So one of you, you're just going to have to can get I wear, a camera. I don't know. But what? Can I wear a hoodie? You can wear whatever you want. If anything, you, you want to probably not stand out. So I figure I mean, if so, I'm doing that, I should have like a hoodie on. Did Jerry even say this was cool? Jerry, dema- like he's demanding it, dude. Like somehow Jerry thinks we can compete with Disney. So Shit. being able to have a, a copy, a DVD copy of a movie in the store the same day it's out in the theater. I, well, does Jerry even have the blank DVDs? No. Uh, again, that's like something you guys got to cover. Oh, so That's out of pocket? Yeah. Fuck, I mean. Fuck that shit. Okay. Well, once we open and I get some cash in the in the till, I'll like I'll repay you a twenty or something. You know. All right. So, um, how do you guys want to figure out who's doing this? Want to joust or something? Or I'm holding this giant sword. So yeah, that's why I, that's why I thought this was. So I I came prepared today to joust. I've worked sixty hours this week, so you two can figure this out. No, I, I'm taking the dickhead position of, ex, like, I have to deal with Jerry. All right, fine. Like, I'm I'm the middle management guy here, so. All right, we decide. Joust. Dan, you don't have a sword. Here I go. <laughs> ah! Pogged. That was at my finger, dude. Yeah. Well, now how's he? I work how's at he Pizza press, Hut. How's he supposed to press a record button? He'll figure it out. He should have brought a jousting sword. All right. This is some bullshit. Use your other hand. You can go to urgent why? care after you record the movie. Just why? drop it off afterwards, all right? Why do we... Why did you... How did you even bring that in today? It was tucked in his belt. He just walked right through the door with it. Yeah. It's what are you... Technic, technically not breaking the uniform code, Mm-mm. as long as he's got his lanyard and his badge. It is huh? not concealed, so the state says it's okay. I'm bleeding on the floor again. Jerry's going to be pissed. Yeah, this white shag carpet that he put in after the moat is just a dumb idea. How did your parents let you out of the house with that sword? I don't know what I'm up to, dude. I'm a latchkey kid. Uh, fuck. It keeps coming up a lot here lately. Dude, the movie opens in like 20 minutes. Like, Yeah, you better get going. You need to go, yeah. You need to... Have you guys already bought tickets for me? Why would I buy... I'm not going. Why would I... Use my Fandango this points a, for you. And you got to buy your own burnable DVDs. Also, you should use Fandango through Flickster. It's much easier. So, Have we ever just decided that maybe we should just tell on Jerry, guys? No. We're in too deep, bro. Because I'm pretty sure he's doing some shady-ass shit, bro. Hey, yeah, Jerry, he's got- if... You're listening. I would never do that. I cut the cords on all the cameras. That's why he was wigging out. Like you don't two even hours know where ago. all the cameras are. Yeah. Well, you're my buddy. Those are all you decoy cameras. Me. Those are all decoy cameras. You idiot. <laughs> Last you time. You see I that, seen Jerry? Him. See, see how devoted Kyle and I are. You guys are fucking lambs. Oh, and by the way, Dan, get the DVD labels. Don't just Sharpie on top of it. That looks like shit. Oh, yeah. I got great handwriting. Better than yours. No, don't do that. 
people are they're gonna think we're a third rate outfit dude it doesn't yeah. fucking matter if we tell them it's the movie they're gonna take it and how are we even yeah. gonna advertise this I'm gonna spend a good 20 25 minutes photoshopping a fake DVD cover for this movie so you know I'm gonna be real bummed if some customer opens it up and it sees just the fucking markings of a madman mm-hmm and plus, your hand got all messed up, so you're not going to be able to write on there the right way yeah. anyway. That's your fucking fault, dude. You're going to get a bill, dude. Don't worry. Yeah, bill me. What the fuck is this movie anyway? What am I going to see? On, on <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on this week's episode of Two Day Rentals, we're going to cover The Green Knight. everybody well let's make sure that this is a very long drawn out podcast Mm -hmm. let's reflect the movie as much as we can do you guys remember any of this movie this is the first two-day rentals that we went to the theater for yeah i didn't think it was gonna happen we all went together Mm-hmm. Dan's bloody finger. I put I, milk duds in the popcorn. I, I cut I a mean, hole I think, in the bottom for my dick. Nobody. And then I the cut popcorn. my own fingers off so I wouldn't be tempted. Uh, By the popcorn or the penis at the bottom? It's a long, long two hours. <laughs> Sucking on my own, like, fist. Um... Yeah, let's start there, man. Let's talk about the return to the theater. Um, we we did have to wear masks where I was. I think we talked a little off pod about you guys, uh, Dan breathing through the nose and cheating a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was six foot away from everybody else where my and- seat was. Tron, you're at fifty percent capacity, so that they have like seats marked off, or no? It just turned into everybody sitting in the back together. <laughs> no one's up front, right? Nobody wanted those crappy front seats. Yeah, we were, we were we had people all around us. Yeah. So, and then we I got lucky. I got a uh, an aisle seat. Sam was next to me, and then the other five seats on the row. Before the movie started, I was like, where the fuck are these people? And Sam was, of course, like, what do you care? I was like, I care because they bought those tickets and they blocked me from being able to get, like, that seat. Um, Yeah, and these young kids within 10 minutes of the movie fucked off. So a part of me wanted to get up and move over. But with the modern seats, I don't know if the Belcourt's got the recliners and everything. Nope. It's pretty old yeah, school the mod- theater. Yeah, the modern seats when you start yeah. leaning back and your feet up, you're kind of you're kind of locked in. I think that's the only way now. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely nicer, but 
I still try to go see as much of the Belcourt as I can because they're the independent theater here. Mm-hmm. I'm so authentic. I like my ass hurting at the end of my four movie marathons that start at midnight. I mean, they're not like uncomfortable seats. They're just not the reclining ones. Yeah. What was the uh, the crowd reaction where you guys were? I thought, thought for the most part, people were pretty well behaved and quiet. There was one guy in front of me about a third of the way in the movie. I think he got bored and he was flipping through Twitter and shit. But Dude, there was a lady to my back right. This lady ate an entire large popcorn. And then that took her about halfway through the movie. Then she got a giant bag of M&M's. And then I'm pretty sure she was eating something that she brought with her after that. This lady did dinner in a movie. Goddamn pork steak. Dude, I mean, and the movie we saw, there are long passages of fairly quiet times. And you would yeah. just hear like, <laughs> like this lady fucking crinkling that popcorn bag around. So did you really miss the theater? Well, we got in there. And I, like when we sat down, because we got there early, because I was like, well, it's 50%. I don't want to, you know, end up setting up front. And those people came in probably five minutes into the movie. And I was just like, shit. Like, of course. Mm -hmm. These fucking late arrivals. This lady's going to eat a whole damn meal in the theater. You forgot about the late arrivals, didn't you? Yeah. So when we very first sat down, I was like, man, I have missed the theater. And then when that lady showed up, I was like, man, fuck this shit. (laughs) <laughs> is this shit on HBO Max what about you Dan I mean fairly quiet uh, our good buddy Chad he unfortunately broke his ankle so we were kind of off in the back by ourselves so it, fairly quiet in there I mean nothing rowdy or anything plus it's easy older people it's easier to make out back there in those <laughs> The very back of the theater. Yeah, he couldn't run away from me with his broken ankle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say I missed the theater in the aspect of for this movie, it kept me off my phone because if I was watching this movie at home, I absolutely would have been doing something else at the same time. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yep. Do we have uh, some first thoughts before we start breaking into this thing? Well, I mean, we're. I think we should say we're covering the Green Knight. Oh yeah, we would. We said that in the cold open. Yeah, he said it in the, yeah. it'll be in the episode title as well. <laughs> Two day rentals, twenty twenty one. Or do you want to? Did you? Either of you uh, write down David Lowry, right? David mm-hmm. Lowry. This was shot in 2019. Yeah, I got the uh, COVID curse on it, I believe. So. Yeah, originally supposed to open in 2020 and then delayed. Not like shut down because of COVID or anything. I think it was, yeah, I think it was just delayed be, just for release-wise. Right. But 
but I think he took a good year to film, I thought. I read. I believe it, because that montage at the end, a lot of fucking setups on that thing. Holy shit. Like a Wes Anderson montage. Uh, so, My first thought on this movie is I kind of had the same reaction walking out of this as I did when I saw The Lighthouse. Where yeah. the very first thought that I had was like, that looked really cool. But it's always kind of like telling if that's the very first thing I think of right after the film ends. Mm-hmm. This is a prime example of, yeah, I'm going to have to watch that shit again. Yeah. At what point? do we as an audience go, hey, there's too much content. I can't be re-watching your movies eight times to figure them out. I mean, this you isn't know, a Christopher I've... Nolan film. I think if you do a second... Ah. <laughs> hey, there's some muddled audio and dialogue in this one too. So, And we'll, I'll get to it, but... Continue, but I think please. I think if you do a second viewing, I think you pretty much got it. I think I feel I, pretty all right with what I got from it, but I had an hour drive back to be like, "All right, let me process this shit." So I guess I. I okay. Oh, I think it seems like I think I get what the movie was trying to say it's just getting to that point that is kind of frustrating yeah i'm fine with a layered movie i'm fine with on a surface level i can take it this way and this is a movie and then on a second and third rewatch i can go a little deeper and and see see those things what i'm what i don't appreciate anymore. Um, well, a lot of what I read afterwards was, oh, it really helps if you know the source material. If you've read the source material beforehand, you sort of know what that is supposed to be. But the whole drive back, Sam and I were both like, okay, so was the whole thing on the, each thing on the journey supposed to be a test? Because I can't figure out what the test is either way. Because if you failed it, I would have absolutely failed it because that guy was a little shit or that lady was a bitch. Like, you know, like uh, the test of character stuff I thought was a little odd. And there was so much filler of like, well, who's his mom? Who is his mom trying to kill or conjure or what? what is all of this? So, Oh, hey, by the way, spoilers for the Green Knight. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're going to do a Diablo sauce Taco Bell sauce of spoilers for the green knight so if you haven't seen it stop immediately <laughs> and go watch it is there anything we can say like spoiler free beforehand aside from what i don't think what i've said is spoiler like spoilerish, but it no. is based off of a 14th century poem i mean that's not spoiler mm-hmm. and dev patel is one handsome ass dude even as even old and the Green Knight, you, I wish I had that voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. He's a good voice. That it's guy's got voice. the coolest fucking voice. Dad from The Witch, right? That is the actor, but I'm not sure if it's the voice. I was trying to look that up. It might <laughs> it, it might be. I thought at first you were correcting Bones like it's no. not the dad of the movie, it's the actor from the movie. No, he's right. <laughs> he's, it's the actor. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's correct. All movies have dads. <laughs> yeah. But I I wasn't sure if that was it I think it is, but right. You know. I I thought it was the voice for sure, but not necessarily the guy in the suit. And actually Kate Dickey who plays the queen she plays the mother in The Witch as well. Oh, okay. The one that gets her titty ripped off. Spoiler alert <laughs> for The Witch. <laughs> See, I have not seen The Lighthouse. That I know that's probably a problem. It's one of those that's just been on a list, and I just I want to watch it because I enjoyed The Witch. Well. But the first time I watched The Witch, I was like, "Oh, I understand what this is." I didn't leave The Witch going, oh, "I don't, I don't get it." Second time I watched it, I got it even more. But I, The Lighthouse so. is definitely a a two view. Yeah, I mean, but wait about six months. I wouldn't <laughs> say that I hate either this or The Lighthouse. It's just kind of like the thing that sticks with me is that was really visually immersive. Yeah. I think that's where we should put up a warning though as well. I think as movie fans, if you're going into an A24 film that's on the lesser known spectrum of A24, I think you should kind of go into that knowing that you're probably not going to get all the answers. I think that, is fair enough to say at this point. I thought that's what the A stood for. For what? Answers 24. Yeah, they, they dropped... Answers 24-7. Yeah, they, yeah. they dropped the seven off the end of it. Yeah, that they got all all the answers. All day, every day. Uh, what's another A word for confusing? Oh, this is going to take long. Well, but I think there are... If you think about Ari annoying, a- <laughs> yeah, there you go. If you think about Ari Aster's movies, agitating, like both Hereditary Agitating. and Midsummer, like those are, I would say, lesser known, but they are pretty linear as far as the storylines go. I would say Midsummer is more like what the fuck than Hereditary, yeah. Yeah, but I but wasn't you still get yeah, you still get both. I wasn't confused about what had occurred in the film whenever I walked out of it. Mm-hmm. You were emotionally damaged, mm-hmm. but you understood it. Right. That wasn't scary at all. Bears are cute. Man. Did so And Lowry's a weird director yeah he's very he's a slow burn director i will say that now this is the first of his movies that i've seen he takes his time he likes to take his time i think that's true for me too i think this is the first lowry movie i've seen didn't you watch a ghost story Kron? i watched like 30 minutes of a ghost story 
Okay. And I kept meaning to get back to it. Is it still on Amazon? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I think a lot of A24 films are on Amazon. So some of these we're referencing, guys, you can go on Amazon. Hereditary's on there. Uh, well, no, I think Midsummer's still on there. But they always play uh, A24 films. I I just, it's crazy to me that they spend as much money as they do on these movies and they can be non-linear and heady and... I think it's good that they're giving them a chance to do what they want to do. Because where else have you seen something that looks that good? You know? Yeah. I think they're allowing people to make passion projects, which is really good. Like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's a great thing that a company of their size is doing for people. Like, this guy probably walked in and they were like, do you want to make a movie? And he said adaptation of the green knight <laughs> and they said here's your check mm-hmm. now my assessment today because uh, it was important to me to try to still have some positive things to say i am happy that this movie exists and i'm happy that this movie got a full theatrical release that i was able to see that that it had some traffic that it We'll probably make some money. It might fall off a little bit. I think you'll have people that were really excited for it, and then you'll have people that think it's going to be something that it's totally not. And then word of mouth, people are going to go, nah, don't waste your time. So it might drop off, but I think it'll still make some money. But I, in the, the climate now of every other movie is a Marvel movie or a franchise film, it is nice to know that, that this exists. The bummer being is I think there's a middle ground between this and a Marvel movie. Like I don't I don't need to be spoon fed, but also I I want to be sort of absorbed into the the theatrical process, but I also want to justify paying the money to see it on a big ass screen with great sound. You know. What I mean, I've not read the source material for this, but it is, it's one of those things where if your movie is called The Green Knight and all of it is basically walking around and talking, it's like maybe spice it up a little. Like, fine. I'm okay with it being heady and weird, but Mm -hmm. give me something that I can grab a hold of and ground myself from time to time. Yeah. Because our main character in this, it's he's not unlikable. It's just you never know what he, I personally could never connect to him because I did not know what his motivation was. Well, he didn't. I have couldn't any. tell if. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he was scared or. Well, that was the point off, of you know, of like his character that his he didn't have any motivation. That's why the king said, what do you see around you? I see legends. And he said, you don't have a, you pretty much don't have a story yet. So, and you're related to me. Saying, oh, that, yeah. you need to become a knight. 
maybe motivation was the wrong term. I'm I'm saying maybe thought of reaction. So if we're going to dive into it, right? Like, for example, the, what is it, a kindness on that, on that segment where he's going across the battlefield and he meets the bandit. The bandit gives him directions and he says, my thanks, and he takes off and then the bandit gets pissed off. It's a great shot, by the way. Yeah, awesome shot. But the bandit gets pissed off. Like, is that not worth anything to you? He comes back. He's humbled. Oh, I'm sorry. Gives him a coin. And then the guy gets pissed off. Like, that to me really sums up my position with the film. Like, I I thought he was being polite. He said thank you. He gave him a coin after he bitched. And then he he gets uh, robbed and tied up. And uh, that's sort of how I feel. It's like, I, I am I supposed to be upset at him and think, and think he deserves to be punished for wanting to be great, but not being fine with good. Um, being flaky, I, don't, I just you don't. There's no setup to see him as flaky. There's no setup to see him as pathetic or whatever because he's humbled by the fact that he doesn't have a story. The queen says, "You don't have a story yet. Something will come." He steps up to the challenge. And then nobody backs it up to say like, hey, it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to do this. It's okay to stumble. It's just so you got to do like we don't we literally don't see anything between the day he cuts the guy's head off and the day before he leaves in a year. Everything is the story and the myth around that. I take that back because he fights the one dude for calling his mom a witch or whatever, but. He kind of just, I think he sucked in the glory of I'm the guy that killed the Green Knight. Like, I'm just getting drunk and having a good time and all these people know who I am now. And that's when everybody falsely calls him a knight. Well, isn't that kind of like he does this one thing, which isn't even really a challenge. You know, the guy just says, all right like try to land a blow on me and then puts his weapon down. So yeah. he gets inflated to this knight status for doing nothing basically. Yeah, and he thought it was just a game cuz King says it's just a game. He didn't think he really had to go back to the Green Knight. That's how I kind of took it. That's whenever he's fighting that guy, he sees the snow coming and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, but even before he cuts the Green Knight's head off, he's talking it out. Which I think conflicts with what we're, su- we're supposed to take him as uh, unvirtuous, right? Like not deserving of a knight's title. But I feel like his reaction in the game is, what are you doing? Pick it up. Like, you're confusing me. All right. Hey, everybody sees this, right? Like, you're doing this. Like, I'm so confused on whether or not I'm supposed to believe he's unvirtuous or he's unkind in time. And anytime he really is unkind, like, he gets checked, like the lady in the lake, he's like, you're absolutely right. Like, yep, you're right. I apologize for asking for something in return. Oh, he he fails at all of his 
elements that should make him a knight. But I think it's such bullshit. But I. But that's the point. Me as a viewer, though, I'm like, man, this sucks. Yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not seeing the failure. I'm seeing the. This is a confusing thing. You might say it's a failure. I'm witnessing as oh, he doesn't. He, it's not explained to him. He's fumbling, and it's not his fault. Like when you get to the castle. And he's got this guy that seems like he wants to suck his dick and a lady that wants to suck his dick and this creepy old lady like that wants to watch it. Yeah, he's like confused as hell. Like I came here seeking shelter and now I'm dealing with this stuff. For me, for me personally to think like he offended the guy some way, I was like, I'd be confused too. Like Mm -hmm. when she pulls all her shit and then insults him like, Yeah, well, it does seem like it's a series of events where he does the wrong thing, like basically an unknightly duty or or like reaction to the situation he's in. And then I guess by the time you get to the end of the movie, he accepts the fact that he can't, you know, he's not going to be great or something. Like that's kind of what it all leads up to is... You know, I am just a failure at this. Like, I have made my peace with it. Do what you will. And now off with your head. And then he gets to go, I guess, you know, have some maybe grand night's journey from here. Or, like you said, accept the fact that he'll just be a good knight. Yeah. Or not even a knight. Yeah, just I'm willing to accept that I'm not great. I'm just him. Because I didn't stay for the after the after credits. I did not realize that there's an after credit scene. Was there? I didn't either. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. I guess it's it's implied that it's, it's his daughter playing with the crown. So implying that he still ends up becoming king. Hmm. Kind of nullifies the ending then. (laughs) Yeah, I know people that are split on the ending. There's people that think um, the off with the head is is just a little joke from the Green Knight. Like, you did it. You got it at the end. The off with your head is a joke. Apparently, he scratches him. I didn't see that. Then there's people that think, oh, no, he did die. Then I was telling Sam, if you remember when he's tied up by the bandits, there's that 360 shot that turns and it shows his skeleton. It shows his skeleton and then it turns back the other way. And I was like, okay, this is going to pay off later. He's going to do this later. And then I thought that's what the ending was, was like, oh, he saw what he was going to become if he lied. And then the other, like, oh, no, I'm going to do this. So he he wasn't. I don't, I don't know. I don't like that. There's an ending scene in the, <laughs> in the poem. His son kills King Arthur. Okay, is the mother there? The mother is. Does the poem go into what the? His mother is a related to King Arthur as like a sister 
maybe sister-in-law maybe i believe right and yeah she's like a sorceress could someone explain to me the mother conjuring the green knight and conjuring this whole challenge is that to test to, her son is it to kill arthur what is the to push him to become a knight that's what i got from it just to get him out of the house a little like, yeah, like get him out of the brothels yeah go go live your own life bro i'm tired of doing your fucking laundry yeah, you're just bumming around the house. So not having read the source material, last night I was looking up some stuff just to see if people that had read it could give a little bit more input. And I guess the the five cores or the five virtues yeah. or whatever are, you know, and then there's a test of each one of those somehow represented in the story. Now, I was able to pick up that on my own. Like, okay, the the lady in the cabin, that's a test. The bandit, maybe that was a test. But my interpretations of them were so wrong from what, like, I guess the test with the bandit was that he was supposed to show basically, like, some sympathy and some pity. Well, he lost and his he two just, brothers and... Yeah, and he just sort of blows the guy off and all of that. And is war um, war torn because of King Arthur and the wars for the for the bandit kid there. So I thought it did right. a good acting job. Well, I th- but I think maybe I thought the too it's kid was, like don't be so gullible. Uh, like this is the first other character that pops up, and you believe the first thing he says to you. Yeah, that was my thing. I was like, oh, the 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 test there was don't be like you said gullible mm-hmm. or learn to be discerning like maybe things aren't at face value and i like, thought okay that's a good thing for the rest like i thought maybe they would build on like each test would build you know by the time he got to the next person he would be doubtful of what they were saying but he doesn't change at all i will say that there's a confidence about him before he goes on to the to the quest but then, yeah, once he gets into the quest, he seems kind of, like, boyish almost. Well, he's rightfully scared. Yeah. And that shot where he's leaving, um, when he's going on and the kids are, like, chasing after him and he's, like, trying to ignore him and look stoic, like, he does sort of start to droop and, like, you kind of get the sense, like, ah, shit, this is... Like, I, I, I do feel he's nervous and scared about it. But so, folks, we got our lead character here, Gawain. He is not a knight. He joins King Arthur and his knights of the Round Table for a Christmas party. So, this is a Christmas film. Uh, the Green Knight shows up. He pretty much wants to play a game, right? Like. Yeah, that's the one part I'm confused about is where his mother fits in to the whole Green Knight thing. Like we said earlier, I thought it was just maybe to push him to to be a knight. That's the only thing I could really be like, yeah, why? what is she behind this? 
and I'm totally fine with that. If there's like so many, like in this scene, if you'd give me one more thing or 30 minutes into the movie, if he'd given me this thing, if maybe at some point his mom gave him a speech about the five virtues or said, if you ever want to be a knight, you need to do this. Like there's no interaction with her to discuss. Like you get some shots of her face where she's disappointed that he wasn't at church or he lies that he was at mass and actually at a brothel. Like, but there's, there's no discussion with him about like, Hey, there's five virtues for being a knight, you know, when you're not living that you're not doing this, like something as if you were to kind of prep you for these. Well, you know, it seems too though, like he's not even really interested in becoming a knight. When you I, see, yeah, I don't think he is. I don't his, think he wants to be. Yeah, yeah, he just wants to bum around and go to the brothel, and he's, you know, he's got money. Mm-hmm. But he wants, but he also kind of likes the title of being sort of regal, right? Because another thing too was, I don't think so. The chick that loves him, she's not noble. So is that why he was kind of rejecting her or not wanting to be? Well, that's why he drops the money. Thank you for my child. Yeah, yeah. In the in the future, jump ahead or whatever. But you know, the shot of them going up to the the in the beginning up to the castle where he's riding the horse, looking all regal, and she's kind of behind slumming it. And he won't give her, you know, his hand. Yeah. Well, finally, he like stretches out his hand, but there's like this sense of. Like, I can't be with you or I can't be seen with you or known with you because you're not noble, but... I think maybe that's... He can still do that because he's not a knight yet, maybe? Well, he wants the status of a knight. Yeah. But doesn't want the... Doesn't want to go through all... Yeah. Well, I think when he falls ass backwards into being a knight, (laughs) like... That's when he's like, yeah, this is working pretty well. Like, now people actually respect me, and right. I don't do anything ever. Until I have to a date with the Green Knight. <laughs> well, and to his credit, in his flash forward, he realizes, like, oh, if I fall into this, I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. And I'll fuck the kingdom around me. Like, that humbleness, like, he is humbled in that. Well, he also knows that it's all going to be his as well. Because his mother is a sister to the king. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is a total other thing that I felt like could have been explained a little bit more. Like, could have been... Arthur could have said, like... If you're going to sit here, or if you're going to sit here... Like... You get the sense that he's like... It almost feels to me like the mom asked Arthur, like, as his uncle, like, could you talk to him and maybe tell him, like, he's got to go fight the Green Knight because he won't listen to me. Yeah. He looks up to you and whatever. You know, like, there could have been, and I think that's what that scene was meant to be. Like, Arthur kind of basically saying, like, dude, you got to do this. But. Yeah, I, I think that was the whole, like, what do you see around you? legends like yeah i could just be dumb i could just be so dumbed down from marvel movies somebody typing on a screen going so and so is so and so like oh shit i know that now fight 
I don't know. I I feel like this does lean more into guess what the character is thinking rather than I'm going to give you a real linear path to follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I'm on that side of let the audience don't your audience isn't dumb, which they are, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe Lowry was thinking a little, giving us a little too much credit. I will say that. Yeah, I, I will say it with the five I, virtues. Yeah. Okay. There you in, in an adventure story setting, right? Like, or even a morality tale sort of setting. I think you sort of need a little bit more of that foundation because it, it does sort of tight it it narrows everything so you can focus on that thing. When there's so much openness, you you sort of there's so many other options and things to interpret. Which is what I was like trying to say with my like with the bandit. Like I was looking at it like, all right, so now he's on the we're on the journey. So now he's gonna start getting tested. So I'm thinking like this guy's going to fuck him over or whatever, or there's going to be a whole war. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm not thinking of, oh, there's five virtues. I wonder which one of these it's going to be, which I thought would have been, that would have helped. And then you could have played with that thematically or. I mean, I don't think it would have hurt because we get titles through the film of what's kind of going on. Maybe he could have just, put the virtuals her virtuals up there as well you know now i have a problem with these titles i kind of liked it i i thought it was all right i think it's cool i speak english i can barely write (laughs) i certainly have problems with old english lettering so if you throw it on the screen bam right in my face and only hold it up there for a split second, I cannot understand it because I have to go, that's a C, that's an H, it's an E. This is a weird different E. That's a Y, and then you've already cleared the thing. So half of the things that and, were up there, I was like, And he did do different that? fonts each yes, time. Yes, every the time. Mm-hmm. I, I will agree with that, yes. You could have did like a five second instead of a two. Yeah, like the adapt, an adaptation of blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, this is cool. But there was there was one that I was like, "What the fuck is th-? like?" It filled the whole screen, and I was like, uh, was, "I can't." Um, there, there were a few I couldn't read. It looked either. like it looked like it said Don Cheney. No, that's where he gets <laughs> or to like, Don Cheney. That's where he gets dumb. to Berta Berta Telic's place, Joel Ed- yeah. Edgerton's place. A willingness for a trade or something, or, or an exchange, a willingness for an exchange or something, I believe yeah. it was. So we got the, the Green Knight. He offers an invitation for a game. Uh, our main character, Gawain, says, I'll do it. He strikes the head off of the Green Knight, and he thinks he's beaten the green knight i guess uh the green knight picks his head up and starts laughing and takes off and says man i'll see you in a year he didn't have to he could have just cut his arm barely that he the the palm says he has to take a shot to his head so 
Yeah, I thought that same thing. I'm like, why didn't you just like cut him on the arm? Like yeah. maybe that was a test. Well, because I, because in what he reads to them or what he has the queen read says how whatever you strike me with in one year you must come and accept this like the equivalent blow. So that so when he was talking it out, I wish he would have said that too, like equivalent blow. How am I supposed to it almost would have made sense like, oh, if I take your head off, I won't have to. I won't have to deal with you. Because you know? mm. I thought the same thing. I was like, just poke him in the belly. Well, there, You just, know, just be like, pop, gotcha. Isn't there even a little part yeah, where, right? where Arthur is like, Whoops. do you know what you're getting into? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And it's like, yeah. you, you should be sure of this one. Yeah. But when Arthur gives you... Uh, Excalibur too. I think there's also some pressure. Yeah. I'm guessing it's Excalibur. I'm That's, guessing that was Merlin standing there. That again, was Merlin. Which I wish we would have had a little bit Rasputin. more of. Yeah. That was Merlin. Excalibur is the sword that King Arthur did pull from the stone. In case you younger listeners don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, in case you younger listeners who went around for the medieval times. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're teaching in school today. Us, like. us 600-year-old <laughs> old folk. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like that You definitely, if you don't know anything about it, you know, like the the whole like, where was Lancelot? Did Lancelot die? Wasn't that yeah. Lancelot's seat? They were all there, but it just doesn't focus on those those popular guys. Uh, again, there's a way to do it where you don't focus on them, but you use them to sort of help push it forward. Or I really feel like he should have just kind of based it around off of this poem and kind of fill in more stuff, man. Well, don't I, I could watch three more movies based in this time right here with different stories of knights and shit. Mm-hmm. Don't you think he did kind of base it on that and spin it off in his own way though? Cause I doubt there's a scene where a lady smears jizz, his own jizz all over him. Well, you know, I was going to say Kron's going to love this. It's a talking fox. It has jizz. Medieval times. I was like, this is this is Kron's film. You know, it, it hit a lot of the, it checked a lot of the boxes and still fell short somehow. Well, that's where my disappointment comes from. Is that when you think this time period, you do think sword fight. Yeah, that's you what I think, wanted. I wanted a little think, more. I, I wanted a creature in the woods, like coming up from the, like when he yeah. went down to get the head of uh, Saint Winford or whatever. Win Winifred. Winifred, yeah. Yeah. Like I wanted something. Yeah, he had a battle, some crazy ass like octopus fucking thing or something. But I, I you both hit on something. He had this source material could have taken it he could have taken it like oh there i got this story and he wouldn't necessarily have to go like a guy Ritchie king arthur route where it's all action and fucking quick editing it I, also didn't need to I be like, like a 10 minutes <laughs> a fucking seventh seventh seal like so goddamn slow you know there could have been a way to 
the you know, New York the New York Times review is it's the seventh seal and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> okay. To me, it's like Seventh Seal meets The Witch or something in terms of just that sort of modern heady. I feel like it's three times we've said heady. And on the drive home yesterday, Sam, I was like, yeah, just like this modern heady. She was like, I'm so tired of that fucking word. I was like, yep, me but too. It, the, the trip is there. Like, That's the one thing I'm like, we didn't need... Like, with the moss growing on his hand and shit, I was like, all right, that's cool. I didn't need a giant lady, bald lady, walking in the, the mountains. But the rock giant stuff is cool. But fight if you all, Yeah, not fight them, not necessarily, but fight somebody. Fight the bandits. Yeah. Fight, fight a... Yeah, I didn't fights. like that he didn't get to kill that kid. He didn't do anything. He didn't kill anybody. Well... I think the giant rock people like, thing is interesting as well because we had just said like this guy doesn't really learn anything through his journey and it is like he gets duped by the bandits he sees these giant rock people and he's like hey can you just take me north to where I'm going <laughs> and then the fox oh. has to be the one that's like don't do this shit like this is not gonna work he learns not to eat mushrooms in the woods <laughs> maybe uh- I couldn't tell if the rock giants were a trip or not, because the trip doesn't last very long. I was like, I, I was like, oh, it's fucking cool. The trip lasts all the way until up to uh, Bertilek. You guys in the poem, Bertilek and his lady and his are Bertilek is the Green Knight testing him. The gay kiss. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Green Knight testing him. So he didn't stick to. I think he tried to stick to the poem a little too much, but then there's certain things that he didn't add in there. See, that's cool because that would have been more of the Green Knight. Yeah, that's like you need more of the Green Knight. When he comes in, and Arthur even asks, like, like, is this your doing? Which is cool. It's like, are you being told to do this? Which I thought was like, oh, a cool thing. And he gives this like nod of like, yes, I'm the one, blah, blah, blah. So the the character of, of him is fucking cool. Of like this guy that is, but that's what I want to know. Was he summoned or was he created? Because if he was summoned and he lives in this thing, like that's an interesting story. Like go fucking talk to Merlin and he tells you. There's this fucking dude, blah, blah, blah. He hasn't tested anybody in a really long time, you know? That's the fucking Merlin and then story the, that we need right there, dude. And then at the end, like, he, his face is so nice. Like, he looks like a nice... Like, he sounds brutal, you know, when he moves and his voice is real deep, but he looks kind in a way. Like, it's like... Yeah, because it was a little brighter... Yeah, and when he says, like, when he's freaking out and he's like, this is it? Like, you're for real going to kill me? Like, there's nothing? And he's like, yeah, this is all there is. Like, where's the conversation of, no, I, you don't understand. Because at that point, my whole interpretation was fucked because I thought, oh, this is a story about life and death and the stupidity of what death is. To me, I thought the whole story was you realize at a certain age, oh, you're going to die. 
then you just get to it and that's the acceptant part of it then when i go back and i read that the whole thing is about like virtue and all this shit that's where i was like oh i'm fucked i don't get this i took it as his little um belt or whatever that they they created for him protected him the whole time the cummerbund yeah so that's why he didn't ever take it off as long as like she tried to take it off whenever he married uh Winifred she wouldn't or he wouldn't let her take it off so he sees his vision of what the, his life would be as king and he takes that off to not protect him anymore so he could die because his mother is the fox correct yeah I think so huh his mother is the fox She's protecting him. She's telling him not to go to the Green Chapel. But that, she's the one that mom. conjured him. Well, he she had he had the protector, the little piece that she carved out and put into that belt or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, the sash or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So he was protected, so he wouldn't die. So she knew that she he wouldn't die through the quest. And that's why he took that off whenever it came down to, all right, off with your well, head. But that was, so he loses the first one. The second one he gets from uh, the hand job chick. I think she's that was got, the same one, I thought. Yeah, but it, oh, I think it's like. Because he asked her, like, where did you get that? She's like, I made this and I put a charm into it. Yeah, but it's like each time he does a thing, he gets one of the pieces that he needs back. There, Does his own mother jerk him off? <laughs> well, there's there's no. no there's no reason why he should get the axe back for getting Winifred's head out of the lake, but he does. That fucked me up because I started to think, oh, it was the bandit that killed her. Mm-mm. And then I was like, oh, there's going to be something about his repercussion. And then I started to think, well, her body is like way too fucking decomposed for the bandit. That's what I thought. I think he just completed a little quest, and he gets like a piece that he needs back. That okay? That's cool. So maybe the, the rest so the maybe game. you're saying maybe yeah. yeah. So the him getting the same scarf back is fine, but I took it as that the one chick was a witch, like his mom, and she had a sash, and that's where he was like, "Where did you get that?" Like he was impressed. I think they. S- conjured up that piece to protect him for the quest because she knew like you're going to die bro son what well, the fox thing can f- go ahead go well i was gonna say i, I don't want to skip over it too much i think the thing with him in the green knight where he asks like is this it i took that as kind of him uh you know he th- he thinks at this point that he is the hero of his own story. So he's expecting some grand kind of, you know, event to happen at this last meeting with the green Knight. But when the green Knight is like, no, this is what it is. Like you fucked up a year ago and this is what needs to happen now. You know, like you don't get out of it just because you've, I don't know, had these other little adventures along the way. Like, this is all it's going to be. 
Right, like he thought he was going to get rewarded for just sitting there. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm calling your bluff. Mm-hmm. I think like, you're he, not going to kill me. Yeah. I think he thought he was going to get rewarded because he actually showed up. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I got you, Kyle. Yeah, he's like going on these little adventures where, like we've said, he doesn't really learn much along the way. But he gets to the Green Knight and he expects like, okay, now there's going to be something where I become the knight I'm supposed to be. And the Green Knight is just kind of like, no, dude, like, I'm going to chop your head off now. And I see that being so much more effective if he goes into the trip cocky. If he goes into the trip like, yep, I got to keep going. You know, and there's and there's things like the fox saying like, dude, you can't take the Green Knight or you can't do this. Like if he's convinced that this is all a game, I'm going to get to there and that's my reward. I think that works. It's crazy to me that he's a coward and scared the whole time. And then he gets he does show the bravery of like, fuck it, I'll fucking kneel. And then doesn't get anything. If that makes any sense. Like from from a standard adventure storytelling aspect, you know, you either have the reluctant journey or the cocky I'm out here and then I get changed journey. I mean, Winifred, whenever he replaces her head, he wants to quit before he gets there. He's ready to go home, right? And then that kind of builds his confidence whenever he gets the axe back. I'm trying. I'm not remembering anything that indicates that he... Was I, thought, I thought he was said something of he was going. I, he might have not have said yeah, it. I there, might have just made that up. I thought he was there's done a, after that. Well, there's a part where somebody asks him where he's going, and he says, I'm going home. Like, yeah. I'm going back. Like, this isn't what I'm, I'm not going to do any of this anymore. Oh, uh, okay. I think it's Winifred. Well, yeah, because before that is when he, because yeah. he's there after he got robbed and taken of everything, like, of his uh, clothes and shit. It's when she wakes him up, and he's he's like, "Oh, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't know. I was just going home because he was going back down the stairs." And that's when she says, "I need your help with." Yeah. But then can we, we get can we we get the fox. Okay, to, you're going to the fox because that's what I was going to ask. To course him through the journey. See, I didn't take the fox as being his mother. I took the fox as like a test of sort of friendship because the the fox is feeling him out and then tries to come into the cave with him while it's raining. You know, he throws the rock, then feels the guilt about it and lets the fox in and then is traveling with the fox. I took the confusion of like the fox going with him the whole time and then right at the end before he gets on the boat to then say like hey don't go that just made me so mad like fuck you you came here like all this way you could have talked in the cave yeah but that was his mom saying you're gonna die don't do it so so where is the cut to of the mom enchanted with her eyes rolled back you know what i mean and what she's saying is coming through the fox like that maybe i'm dumb i must be fucking (laughs) dumb 
I mean, it. I. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I, that's what I thought. I was like, no, right, I, the Fox I think there's so much. The I think okay, I, got I, on, I honestly think each of us is going to be like a third right. You know what I mean? Like statistically of what of what we interpreted from this thing. I think it's going to be dissected. Karan, your Fox thoughts? Uh, I would agree. I think it's the mom. And I, I guess it makes sense to me, like, even though this is his journey, you know, she's still kind of like looking over him in some way. I guess I took this whole story as like, this is almost an analogy of, you know, at some point you get old enough and you have to like strike out on your own and do your own thing. And you're going to fuck stuff up along the way, but you have to keep progressing. You have to keep going forward. So I almost took it as when the fox tells him not to go, that is almost kind of like a final, like, hey, you could just cut and run right now. Like, you don't have to go through with this. But the fact that he makes the decision to kind of, you know, no, I got to see this thing through, you know, it kind of... I, I guess that's how I took that whole part. Do you recall what the fox said? Because I honestly had a difficult time understanding what it was saying. I know it was saying, like, don't go. We could go off together. But I think the voice started out very crackly. And then I think at the very end... It is his mother's voice. Maybe that's why. Okay. But I can't. I know she said this guy, he will, he doesn't have any mercy or something. Like he's going to do, like he's not going to let you off the hook. Yeah. Pretty much. Also, the trailer fucks you up on that because you see the fox and you're like, oh, it's not talking. And then uh, you see the fox again, and it's still not talking. And then he does mushrooms, and I think, oh, this is where the fox is going to start talking. And the fox doesn't talk. And then uh, the fox is dropped out of a bag and doesn't talk. And then the last scene, the fox starts talking, and I'm like trying to listen to the fox, but I'm going, oh, finally the fox is fucking talking. <laughs> I expected a fox to be talking through an hour to an hour and a half of this film. I mean, that's what that's what I would have went with. Like, yeah, we gotta have a talking fox. I mean, come on. Well, if you're gonna do it once, then just do it for the whole thing. I mean, you're already making that jump. We already know that a two four just if we write something where an animal eventually talks, like they're gonna mm-hmm. give us a check for that for that movie. Yeah, they got to Oh, I mean, this year alone, they got a talking fox and then a surrogate lamb child. So I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's an automatic win, but it certainly helps your chances in the pitch meeting. We'd be in the top 10. They got a little peacock that's, you know, giving lotto numbers out. I I don't know. I am. I think I'm just so disappointed at the lack of certain, and maybe that's just, and it is, it is. I came in with too many expectations. I think 
I really expected like, oh, there's going to be some sweet fights. You know, it's like, this is going to look cool. Like this awesome cinematography on some night fights. It's going to be awesome. Like I was expecting like the whole uh, conjuring montage in the beginning. I was like, man, we're going to get some fucking crazy ass magic and shit that he's going to have to deal with. Never really anything again. And then you get to the end and you see that awesome ass montage. It's like, man, this could have been a fucking great ass epic movie. But I, when you get to the end, I don't, I don't feel like I did anything. And this is what on the drive home, I really felt like two hours and 10 minutes. And all I really feel is like he killed the guy and he left and he got there. Like there was no, and I'm not saying like you need a big set pieces or anything, but Monty Python, like every time he stops and meets one of the fucking knights, it's fucking memorable. I watched this thing yesterday and I couldn't tell you what, I know he goes to the bandit, he sees the dead lady and then he gets jerked off. That's it. Yeah. Well, maybe, like I was saying, this is a story about going out on your own, and maybe that reaction perfectly sums it up as you enter that part of your life with great expectations, and at the end of it, you've disappointed everyone and just gotten a hand job <laughs> And jerked Some, off on your mom's clothes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get jerked off. Like, yeah. That's, that's a good day. Well, it's it's at least better than some of the days you've had yeah. leading up to it. Well, yeah. If you go into adulthood unprepared, you're going to get robbed. You're going to sleep with a woman you shouldn't sleep with. You're going to get jerked off. <laughs> you you're going to do some bad mushrooms. Yeah. You might have to kiss a dude. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about fucking confusing ass Joel Edgerton in this? Sure. I, I thought this I, was the like worst segment of the film, or the most useless to me, in a way. Yeah. I mean, the whole part where he lands at that other castle, like, <laughs> by the end of that whole segment, I was just like, let's go, dude. Like, <laughs> leave yeah. this fucking place. Yeah, I felt... But apparently this is a, a pretty big portion of the poem, apparently. But apparently there's more, like, sex involved, I guess. But there was, there's, like, no sex in this thing. There a little bit, but nothing crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's got that graphic, graphic nudity title. I think hey, we guys. all thought for sure we were going to see a, a mean green peen from... Yeah. The green? How disappointing. The greeny? I will say right now, we haven't said this, the goddamn movie looks beautiful. Like, it's it's great shot. It's fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're it's, getting into the story here, but this movie is, it looks fucking amazing. It's deliberate, which I think is important. Like, every everything is set up exact, I feel like, how he wanted it to look. It, there are the the real modern typical sort of digital editing things like where him and the chick are talking where it's like, let's just film a bunch of it and we'll edit the conversation over itself, you know, which I think leads to my disappointment within that first five minutes. Cause you get that shot of the farm 
and the thing burning in the background and the guy sleep like sleeping on the horse and all that. And it feels like it's building up this layered world. I was like, all right, this is cool. Then he's woken up. Then you get that tracking shot of him going through the brothel and it's very kinetic. And I was like, oh, all right, this movie's going to book. And then you, it's just slow, slows down. Well, and I don't think it ever picks up kinetic-wise. Welcome to a David Lowry film. Yeah. Well, there's even that scene, though, where uh, I just remember there's like he's like walking with the fox, maybe, and the camera kind of like moves overhead and then yeah. rot- like fully rotates. And when I saw that, I thought, wow, that looks crazy. Like, that is an impressive shot. But then I also thought, like, what does this tell me about the film that I'm watching? And it's like, I couldn't think of any, you know, it's like there's, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the purpose of that is. It does look amazing, but. Are you talking about the, uh, when he goes upside down when they're walking? Mm -hmm. I think that's the, he was tripping at that point. I think on the fucking mushrooms, man. I mean, he's literally like, doesn't know what, where the fuck he's going right now. I guess. Kind of, I took it. I mean, it just. I guess to me, like, impressive camera work is all the more impressive when it services the story. But to me, it just felt like it's a cool thing we can do. So let's let's make, yeah, like, let's put it in. Mm -hmm. I thought there's the shot when, obviously, when the Green Knight comes in is cool. Like, and he's in silhouette and the snow and everything behind him. But I thought the cooler one with him is when he goes into the chapel and he's in silhouette in that window. Like how natural that feels, like how eerie that felt. I really liked. Um, the the shot of his photograph I thought was cool. Like his image mm-hmm. upside down, like through that, I thought was cool. And then the montage at the end looks incredible. Like, I was really down when the montage went through and I was like, this is really how you're going to end this, which I got. I'm like, all right, you know, what could have been or before I knew I'm like, Mm -hmm. really? Like we're going to go through and see what his ruling was, but then it pulled, it pulled it back a little and I was like, all right, what'd you think of the end? That's what I'm going to say. Uh, well, I really like the way it wraps up. I mean, because you see that whole montage, but I think that gives weight to the ending where he finally, you know, takes that belt off and he's just like, all right, like, I'm going to fuck it up anyway. So let's just do this. Yeah, that pulled me back a little. I was like, all right, good. Like, I was glad he didn't end it with the montage. Mm-hmm. So... But I mean, where were you at? The Green Knight, he cuts his head off. He enjoys time as a hero in wherever he is, getting drunk, having sex with whoever he wants. Then uh, Christmas comes around again. He takes his journey to go see the Green... Well, he's got to be convinced, pretty much, to to do his journey mm-hmm. by the King Arthur and his mother. So he goes on his journey quest 
Uh, he helps out a lady get her head back. Uh, then he goes over to some crazy uh, rich person's house. We get a uh, horny ass wife. And husband. A, and husband, apparently. Who's a hunter. Yeah, it's so it's so hard to feel bad like that he neglected the deal. You know, the deal was anything I hunt out there I'll give you, but you give me whatever you he get from a, his house. He wanted a kiss, man. That's what he wanted. Right. He wanted but, a tugger. I guess that's yeah. But my thing is if I you think- meet a couple and the dude's coming on to you, you're like, Holy shit, this guy wants to fuck me. And then the wife is like trying to fuck you. I think you go like, "Oh, these these people swing around, so she can tug me off or whatever." It's like he's fine with this, or she knows he's fine with it, right? And then you start feeling the guilt afterwards, you know. And the guy's like, "Wait, wait, wait! You didn't tug me off!" Like it's <laughs> like, "Whoa, you guys got a weird sick thing here and a blind grandmother." I can't like this is wrong. I got a date with the Green Knight. Yeah, so. For him to be like, no, 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 you, you didn't follow up on the deal. I thought the deal was like for fucking bear meat, not. <laughs> Did we really need the, the jizz? Like, did we need to see it? Uh, did it help the story any? No, I think you could have had him come, and I think you could have had her look down and say you're no knight. I don't think you needed to. A visual. I mean, Honestly, I super respect the decision, though, because that's probably what got him the R rating. Like, I think without that, this might have been PG-13. Yeah, I guess there's quickly a full nude woman in the brothel. Brothel, yeah. But he does it very respectfully with the lighting. You can't really... He, yeah, and you're but moving I, really I agree with Kyle. There. You didn't need that. You don't show the jizz. Wider audience without it. And yeah, they might... Like, nope. Yeah, in. they might question like the the orgasm and all that shit. Well, then, even in the montage, it has him fucking what's her name, right? Uh, Winifred. Like when he gets. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, Winifred's the dead lady. His. The, yeah, the other lady. Yeah, his girlfriend or whatever, uh, girl with the bell. But you don't see anything. It's not like no, no, graphic. but that no, but that wouldn't have been a PG thirteen cut. I don't think you could get away with those. There were tits in Titanic. I mean. <laughs> Well, those were artfully done. And, yeah, Kyle, come and, on. And they're steaming up the back of that car. Yeah, but... Yeah, but you're not showing humping. From what I understand in the poem, there's multiple kisses as he's in this house <laughs> for three days. So they always... They continually ask for more kisses. Multiple kisses. Him and the wife. The guy and the wife. Right. So yeah. I, I guess he didn't extend that <laughs> but you could see where he would be confused this is where i'm on his side like he I, can't confused <laughs> listen if you find an empty ass house and you sleep in the bed and some ghost wakes you fucking up i would also be like wait what the hell i mean I'm sorry are you gonna kiss joel edgerton if he just came up to you and was like give Man, me a kiss joel edgerton's a good looking dude I mean, he ain't no dev patal but I'll probably kiss him. And he plays this. He played it really fun too. I really. He was having a ball. Where are you going? I I think he's figured it out though, because it is like 
if you are staying at a place and you think, I think this couple both want to do me, it's like as soon as you get the the one that you want, you got to book it out of there ASAP. Oh, yeah. The other shoe's going to fall. Hey, I thought Joel Edgerton's character took it very well whenever he decided to leave. He's like, all right, well, if, if you decide to come back through here, we're not going to be here. <laughs> like, and just <laughs> took off. I was like, he Dude, took that pretty well. They're totally going to be there. He's just not going to answer the door. Yeah. <laughs> not staying here tonight. I'm busy tomorrow. <laughs> I'm hunting. So then after we leave there he goes to the green chapel to meet the green knight and we he must do on to him as he did to the green knight so we kind of get a we get a montage of what could have been had he ran away had he ran away well no had he kept the sash on Yes. Had he kept the sash on, he would have been beheaded, but he would still stay alive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then we kind of go through all that. Uh, it didn't look like he was going to be a very great king to his people. And then he decides, you know what? Fuck this. He takes off it. He takes off it. He takes off the satchel or whatever the fuck it is. And... The cummerbund. The green Knight says, all right, my young knight. He calls him a knight again. Off with your head. And there we go. That's the Green Knight, gentlemen. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else that we can dive into? I, I think we kind of covered everything, really. Mm-hmm. There are mysteries here. Uh, there are questions, of course. Do more research if you can, if you want to. I mean, it definitely helped me out a little bit. I think Bones as well. Maybe, yeah, Bones. It I, it filled in those gaps, but it's I it didn't leave me feeling fulfilled. If that makes sense, like I'm still disappointed. If you do look up A24, if you do follow them on Instagram, I think a few months ago they did put out a little like 12 minute or 10 minute video of everything you need to know about the Green Knight. And that kind of explained each of the main characters and kind of the poem that that it's based off of and everything. So that. Yeah. Is it the one that's narrated by the Green Knight actor? Yeah, I think so, and it kind of has the animations and shit in it. Yeah, I watched that last week. Okay. Still didn't help. I watched it a long time ago before they released it, so I was like, man, I need to watch that again, but I I didn't. Can I do have one thing, because I'm so ruined by the dad movies that I love to watch and then the shit that we watch for the regular show. I feel like we each had like a different interpretation of what let's say there wasn't a poem that we were aware, aware of, right? That this was just a movie. And we were like, well, what the fuck is this movie about? Kyle, I think you hit on this a little bit, but what would you say? Like if you finish this two hour movie, like not knowing that it's about this virtuous blah, blah, blah. Like what's the, what's the takeaway that you would have from it? 
Yeah, I think, well, to go off of what Dan said, like, if you guys did do research, I watched this later in the day than both of you. I'd only seen the trailer, so I went in, you know, I think the most blind out of the three of us. Um, but to me, it felt just like a coming-of-age story where, you know, you're going to strike out on your own, you're going to learn some hard lessons, and, you know, ultimately come to the conclusion that you don't have to have it all to have a happy life, you know? Like, you don't need all the stuff that comes along with being the king because it's probably just going to ruin you anyway. Dan, may I ask yours? Death is coming no matter what you do. Yeah. Life life is life. You, you're you going to have people that push you. You're going to have people that don't give a shit. You, know, you do what you do, but in the end... It's always there, right there. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I kind of agree with Kyle. Like, yeah, through life, as you go, you're gonna fuck up a little bit. You're gonna learn some lessons, and but in the end, all we are is dust in the wind. Oh, I thought between the hand job talk and in the end, I thought we were getting a Lincoln Park break in. <laughs> I mean, in the end, it doesn't even matter. No. I think I mentioned mine a little bit. To me, I really, I took it as you're cocky, you think you know everything, but you don't know anything, and then one day you are going to be hit with the, like you're going to have to accept, oh, you will die. Like it, it, it's unavoidable. And you will be reluctant about it and you're going to go through all of these different phases and there's going to be things that you're expected to learn and certain situations may teach you one thing but you might interpret it a different way and then when you get to the end it won't like you said it's not like it won't necessarily matter but you're going to get to the end and you're going to question a lot of shit so hopefully you question and in the right way so I mean, and not everybody's going to be a knight in life. Maybe you want to be the guy that cobbles the shoes, you know? Yeah. Well, guys, I think we're basically to final thoughts and rate my letterbox, so maybe we just go there. I think so. Karan, I wanted to rate my letterbox? It's all I've wanted to do all day. God, <laughs> I'll let you do it. All right. I think he wants to get out of here. I'm going to rate my letterbox and then smear it across your belt. I'm not taking my belt off, dude. I'm immortal. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to rate my letterbox here, but The Green Knight, it's out now, 2021. David Lowry, uh, go check it out. I mean, it's is it worth a trip to the theater? That's the question. Last question. I think it's worth a trip to the theater. I think for the visuals alone, like, yeah, if you're cool with going to theaters right now, um, you could do a lot worse. So, yeah, I'd say go see it in a theater. 
I would say go see it in a theater if only to support like the non-franchise Disney and the non like they're not quite oh I guess the Conjuring franchise like the shitty fucking every other year gray bullshit horror movies that come out you know so go support some other non-IP related films alright I think I'm gonna go with Bones a 2.5 I'm gonna give Dan a 3.5 Bones, I'm giving you a 2.5. Kron, I'm giving you a 3.0. Dan, 3.5. Kyle, 2.5. All right. uh, I think I would give this a 3. I thought the visuals were pretty great. I mean, uh, this does look really good in a theater. Uh, I like the overall... I I like the lesson learned from this movie, or at least my interpretation of it. Um, There's a little bit of confusion along the way in the storytelling. I think... The story has some problems. It's kind of bloated. I think they could have easily cut a half hour out of this um, and made a better movie. But like I said, like really strong visuals. Um, and I do like how I think I've interpreted this film. Cool. Gentlemen, this was multiple ratings through the viewing, but in the end, this is a 3.0. I needed a little more action. I liked what they did here. Visually, it looks great. As Karan said, it's beautiful. Um, I just needed him to... I needed more Merlin. I needed more... I wish they would have spent more time on details that were more fun, I guess. Like how cool would it would have been to see Merlin do some fucking magic or something? You know what I'm saying? Or give us multiple kisses. I mean, or give us stingy kisses. You see that, uh, Bertilac killed some mythical fucking looking like uh, bear thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the ground there with the arrows in it. I'm like, man, like show him fucking killing that thing or something. Just some, some little bit more action, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's so, you know, I thought, I thought hard as the day went on, but I think a 3.0 is pretty good here. But like I said, this is definitely a rewatch. So something maybe six months down the road, a year down the road to interpret a little more yeah the story does get a little twisted a little bit but you know that's a24 and that's david lowry for you
bounce. Like our hero in the first act of this movie, I'm reluctant here. Um, I don't dislike the movie, but I was disappointed. Maybe that's my problem for going into the movie expecting one certain thing. Um, This movie is simultaneously dull without being boring, which I think is probably to do with the cinematography. Um, The score, I found the score to be kind of annoying at times. Um, Some of the the story and the audio, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. There's some stuff with the story, obviously, we, we like to talk about, but ultimately my feeling at the end of it was eh. Um, so with it being visually strong, um, great to see in a theater on a big screen. It's been a while. Um, I got to go with 2.5. So that makes Dan our big winner in this game with two points. Kyle, you get a 1.5, and I finish up with a 1. So, But what's the uh, what's its placement on the big list? All right. Number uh, 11. It's, it's 14. Okay, I'm hoping. I was being. All right, this would have an average rating from us. Of 2.83, which would make this number 14 on the big list. Good call. Right between Black Dog and The Hunger. We got a Letterboxd user rating right now of a 4.0. Wow, people are loving this thing. A24. It'll it'll drop, man. It'll drop. First week. There's a part... I. There was a part of me that even thought, like, I wonder what you two will think sleeping on this. Because I watched it last night. And even on the drive home, we were like, eh, I don't know. And then all day today, I was, like, doing chores and shit. I was like, man, it looked cool. But I don't know. Like, you know, it's just a lot of back and forth. So I well, I don't know if I'll seek it out to, to rewatch. I think I would agree with what Dan was saying. Like there were there were moments when I was watching this movie where I thought, Oh, this is a four star movie and then okay, this is a three, uh, this might be a two. Like Yeah. It was all over the place. Mm-hmm. I think and if you do go into a little bit more of David Lowry films, you'll see that as well i kind of knew going in i was like i know this is a slow director so i knew i was like he's not gonna chug it up you know what i mean and i was like yeah i figured you have every and he has every right to make the movie he wants to make which is like i'm gonna focus on this guy i'm not gonna focus on arthur i'm not gonna do that but at the same time you have to respect that 
you're going into um, medieval England and you're bringing in mysticism and knights and all this stuff. So there's a certain element of like, hey, man, if uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, if fucking Jack Sparrow doesn't get on a boat the whole fucking movie, I'm going to be a little... I did. That's the Why? one. one of Why'd the you one spend money on this shit? That I really thought about while watching this movie. I'm like, man, this is kind of almost like a, like when I said I could watch three more films in this environment in this world. I was like, it's like kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean, you know? Like, how badass would it be if they did a Merlin movie based kind of on the same looks and cinematography and everything? Oh, you could the do dark magic and shit. Yeah, you could do a trilogy, like a Lord of the Rings type trilogy with this. That yeah, fucking opens fucking with him as a young cocky kid and dealing with this, and you build the mom out, and you build Arthur's regret and all he's leaving, and the what you know, and the whole second movie is legit his middle journey. Just it's those three big stories. Spiders in yeah, the forest and shit. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's it's the Empire Strikes Back of it. It's just four long scenes or you know set pieces and then the third movie is he shows up at the green knight and then he's got to work his way back home people yeah. get lined up bro ass in seats mm-hmm. or uh nobody shows the fuck up and they decide like ah, we're not gonna make it and then everybody's like where the fuck is the second green knight movie mm-hmm <laughs> And then it ends Lord up knows on I've been waiting fucking, on the real rock and roller for 20 fucking years. Like, and then it ends up on five day rentals. Yeah. That's all right. But ladies and gentlemen, I think anything else, gentlemen, to add? No. I, I kind of want to count how many times Kyle said I kind of agree with Dan. I know it wasn't meant as a dig at me, but man, it really made me feel I real with, dumb. I agree I'm with you a lot on this as well. I just, I just feel so stupid. I, it's I, was the like, only... I was like, how the fuck do I like Ice Road more than the Green Knight? I'm an but idiot. I mean, I'm surprised you guys didn't have me at 4.0s, honestly. I was kind of surprised. I had you at a 4. I was like, oh, Dan fucking loves this it was the 3.5 was me coming down because based on the hour of us talking it's like you said like i wish there was some more action i wish is this so i brought it down after he cut that head off when he cut the head off it was a 4.0 but after that it's it's like uh, david lowry you bastard you haven't changed, you son of a bitch. He seem he seems like such a nice guy too. In the interviews that I watched with him, it's like he seems like I'd be his friend. I think he just really wanted to stick to that poem, really do. He knows he's like, man, I could take this, like, add a motherfucking like wild ass boar right here. I can't take. Should be badass. I could add a whole other hand job right here. Mm-hmm. Had another gay kiss right here. Like, man, went over to LBGTQ. Like, I, I'm imagining if I was ever a studio exec and I see a first cut of this and I go, all right. Uh, 
So we got to see the come, but we don't see any more fights. Like he doesn't battle a giant fish. Yeah, there's the fox only talks once. Um, I mean, take this. You guys ever seen the sword and the stone? I'm, I hate to fucking say this because of Cron Howard here. Well, obviously, the, the Disney version th- of of the Sword in the Stone. Obviously, all of us know about King Arthur because we're 600 years old. We talked about <laughs> yeah. this. We're, we're 700 years old, yeah. guys. But take David Lowry and what he did with the Green Knight and make him do the Sword in the Stone. Like, fuck, dude. I don't know because I feel watch like that shit all day, bro. Because he would have, he'd pull the stone, the sword out of the stone in the first five minutes. No, he he has to stick to what is Disney's already done. And then you just have somebody walking around for an hour. And yeah, that's forty-five. Hey, you're the guy who pulled that uh, sword out of that stone. Yeah, yeah his yeah. mother's a fox. She jerks him off. You know. Yeah, I pulled out the sword, but my life is in shambles. I don't want it. Like I'm, I'm gonna put it back. It's just, too much responsibility. It's just a dumb trinket. I didn't really think it was gonna come out. Man, I just wish J.J. Abrams directed this. God, God damn, that's too far the other way. I think so yeah, much lens so, flare. So I was gonna say I don't I have to put sunglasses on. So, folks, go check out The Green Knight. I think it's worth it. I mean, it's all right. It's good. It's good. Just know, just know you're not getting what could have been an action-adventure movie. It's going to make you think. I think if Do you... Do some mushrooms beforehand. I think if you made it to this point in the podcast, uh, give the person closest to you multiple kisses. Kisses, Cron. Kisses, Buzz. All right, guys. Buddies forever. Crash and burn. Both of those things are good, and I agree with them. Off with both of your heads. Sophisticated and shit. Probably our most serious episode. Yeah, goddamn sophistication up in this motherfucker. Let me add a little cum cum fart pussy pussy bitch bitch pussy pussy bitch bitch. Are we still recording? Uh, I was. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad because I'm going to put that at the end of the yeah, episode. Yeah, please tack on <laughs> what Dan just said. <laughs>